Starting Bessus Hashem Daf Tzadi Zayin, the second Daf on the new parak of Almana Nizaynis. The parak is discussing the idea that an Almana will get Nizaynis. It's a Tzadi Bessin after, if she outlives or survives her husband, her husband passes away. So as long as she's an Almana, she will get Nizaynis. And as we had discussed, the Gemara had said, Hilchasa. B'shem Rava, that the halacha is for all things Suba, Nidunya, and Mizaynas, that she would be able to sell, it would be Mikarka, that it would, be, it would come from Karka, that's where she would have to sell the Karka of the Yarshim. So the question here, we're just going to discuss what is the method of distribution, that's what the Gemara is going to start with. Ketan Mecheres. So how does she sell, meaning, and change it into money, what intervals? So at the beginning of the year, so each, on each anniversary of the date where her husband passed away, once a year she would sell whatever she would need for uh, her monthly mizaynas, right? Mizaynas, and we've had the Gemara before includes that it's you know, medical treatments that aren't, uh, you know, uh, determined, right? So anything that would be part of her ongoing uh, living and sustenance, so that would be in the category of mizaynas. So she would figure out what she needs for living expenses for once a year, and she would sell a piece of land, okay, of the assignment once a year. Now, however, the buyer, it's incumbent on the buyer to withhold the funds and distribute them monthly. Why? Because, as Rashi explains, because it could be she'll get married in between. So we're selling the land, you know, once a year. Maybe she'll get married in between. And, and therefore the lokeach will switch from paying her once a month to, at that point, she no longer gets the mezanis, but they'll, they'll give the estate, the Yerushim's estate, give it back to the Yerushim. That we don't do it once every 12 months, but rather it's We do it once every six months. So we sell one bulk sale, six months. And we're going to, we're just going to explain later, this could be the reason here as well. The Gemara will say later that um, when, you, when you sell uh, frequently, that's a, it's a bad sign. It's a bad signal. It shows that uh, the assets are in distress that so you constantly have to sell. So we sell once a year or once every six months. But either way, it's being sold in a chunk or bank. Tanya Kavase. To, okay, however, Rabbi Huda agrees that even though he says it's every six months, he agrees that the buyer only pays, pays the funds once every 30 days. Tanya Kavasa de Huna, so we have a Brisa that says, like Rav Huna, that it's once every, that she sells once every 12 months. And Tanya Kavasa de Huda, we have a Brisa like Rabbi Huda, that it's not. She doesn't sell every 12 months from the Nechasim of the Yisim, but rather it's once every six months. And the Lekeach uh, pays it out every 30 days. That the Halacha is not like Reb Huna, but rather like Reb Yehuda. What about Reb Huna? Reb Huna says it's uh, once a year, not once every six months. So, I didn't hear of it. What, what does that mean? Clamorless, severely, that Amemar did not hold of Rav Hunashita, meaning he held once every six months. Okay, and either way, there was a, a Bryce to back up either one, so that is the way Amemar Paskin. Now, interesting child over here. The following child was asked for Sheshis. Let's say she sells the Yosemim's property, a piece of land, and she sells it for Mazinus. Mahu Shatach Servatif can she then go ahead and be gave that land luxubasa? Okay, meaning that we know ksuba, so mizainis, again, because it's an unlimited chayv, is only from b'nei chayrim. So you sell karka b'nei chayrim. 
but the ksuba itself can be collected from mishubadim. Meaning, so now over here, there's a chi of ksuba. The land was now sold for her mezainus, but the chi of ksuba from the original her original marriage, well before this land would be would be mashubad to it. So now the question is, what happens if she sells it for mezainus and then she wants to be goyva this very land? Okay, for her ksuba. So what's the Shiloh? How, do, how, do, how does this even enter as a Shiloh? The Amr of Yosef, because, yeah, I understand she sold it, but our Melasa de Zavin, if a Almana sells, Achrayis a Yasmi. The Achrayis is on the Yusayimim. Okay, the responsibility is, on the, is to back up the sale dollars, uh, is on the Yusayimim. And, and as we uh, understand that ksuba has to be collected Okay, ksuba can be collected, again, from land. Let's assume that there's no more land. So we want to know now, could we be gave this very land that she sold for Mazinus? So since the achrayis is on the Yisayimim, ubeidina dezav and achrayis ayasmi. So if a amana sells for Mazinus, or bezdin, for whatever reason, to pay, um, if, there was, if there was a chayiv, bezdin goes ahead and sells the property of Yisayimim. So the achrayis of that sale is on the yasmi. Ma'i, kima the achrayis ayasmi, tarfa. So... The achrayis is not on her. She doesn't have responsibility. So therefore, there is an achrayis on, on the yisaimim. And the yisaimim was superseded by responsibility to pay her ksuba. So therefore, um, she can go ahead and be terrified. She can collect it. So maybe the buyer can tell her, can tell her look, sorry. You're right. When you sold it, you weren't Mekabal Achrayis because it was the Yisayim who was Mekabal Achrayis. However, Achrayis did not shock me like Kabuli, Kabilis, that uh, when you sell, you were the seller, there's no way that you can go ahead and, we've seen this idea before in other stories, even when it was sold, right, Reuven's, Reuven sold to Shem Vloy Achrayis, Shem sold it back to Reuven Achrayis, we had this a few, a few bought ago um, in some of the stories. So we see this idea that even when a person's not accepting Achrayis, in general, for it to be collected, the understanding is that the seller, the seller themselves wouldn't be the one collecting it. So over here, even though you're right, the woman sold it and she didn't have to give Achrayis because Achrayis was on the Yusayimim, but just because she didn't have to provide Achrayis doesn't mean that she could be the one collecting it. I understand if somebody else comes to collect it, they're accepting that. So that's the idea. Okay, so that's the Shaila. That's the two stadim of looking at it. Do we say, since Lemaisa, she sold it without Achrayis and any karka, of the Yisayimim would be Meshubah to her Ksuva, so she can go ahead and collect it, or do we say that even though she sold it without Achrayis, that is only Achrayis da Alma, that's Achrayis from other people coming to collect it, um, but herself, um, she, anytime you sell something, the seller themselves is automatically an Achrayis, or that they can't be the ones coming to collect the land. Now to just understand this, what's the Tzad to say that she could collect it one step further, and the way that the Mepharshim asked the question is, if you look at it this way, look at a regular chayv situation. Let's say Ruvain borrows money from Shimon and Levi. First from Shimon, then from Levi. And Ruvain has a piece of land at the time of the sale, and then Shimon, Shimon and or Levi come to collect their chayv. He doesn't have money. Uh, in the meantime, Ruvain had sold the piece of land to Yehuda. So now that's considered a standard case of Lekuchin, right? Where the, the land would have to be, would be Meshubah to the preceding loans. Now let's say one of them was Taraf, one of them grabbed that piece of land back from the Lekuchin because they had a Shibud there. So now the Shibud is Paka. The second guy can't come. There's no more Shibud on that land. If, let's say, 
Levi goes ahead and grabs it, even though he's the second Balchev, but he's a Balchev. And then he grabs that land. So the Shibud of whatever, because of the fact that this land was the, the borrowers, the Shibud is now gone. You can't say that after Levi sells it to somebody else, to another random person, that Levi can go ahead and be tough as it because he had a Shibud on the land. No, the Shibud was, the land was already nitraf, it was already collected for the Chayv. So what's going on over here that the land was sold for Mizainas, the Hainu for Herksuba, and therefore the Shibud of Herksuba should be Paka. So how could you go ahead and collect it again for her ksuba? The shibut of her ksuba was already paka since she sold it for mizayinus. So if we have to go back into our example of the leva Ruvain having a loan from Shimon and Levi, borrowing from Shimon and Levi, so there is an exception to what I said, meaning if normally if a balchayv collects it, the shibut is paka. However, let's say you had a balchayv a later Baal go ahead and collect the land. There's still a Shibut on the land that the Baal Chayv the earlier one, could take it away. So in our example, if in, fact, if in fact Levi was the one who grabbed the land from the Lukuches, from the person that the borrower sold it to, because he had a Chayv, so the, the Shibut doesn't completely go away because the Baal Chayv who is Shimon, the first one who, whose loan to Ruvain preceded Levi, so the Balkan can go ahead and collect it. Al that's the fact that there's still a Shibud there. So we see this idea that there could be a stronger Shibud, that in, in a place where there is a there are two Shibudim on a piece of land, if the two Shibudim are equal, you're right. And if you satisfied one of the Shibudim, then the Shibud will be Paka. But if there's a stronger one and a weaker one, and you only satisfied the weaker one, like we said, Levi going ahead and being tariff grabbing the land as a Balchayv, because he is a Balchayv Mo'ochar, he's a later one, so he is a weaker Shibut, so the stronger Shibut doesn't go away, which is the one that Shimon had had, because he's a Balchayv Mo'ochar. So, so too over here, it's the same idea, that when we look at Mizainus, Mizainus is a din of a weaker Shibut, compared to the Ikr Ksuva, which is a, considered a more, uh, a stronger Shibut. And that's why, that's the tzad here to say that when she sells it from Mizainus, yeah, she sold it. And the weaker Sheba, the Hainu, the Sheba from Mizainus went away, but the stronger Sheba, that's her regular Ksuva, that didn't go away. And the ways, to, there's many different Mahalchamad as far as to understand why one's considered weaker or stronger. I'll just throw out a few of them, which is that the, we know that Mizainus, yeah, it's a Sheba of the Ksuba, but it can only be collected from B'nei Chayrin. The Iker Ksuba can be connected from Mishubadim. So, therefore, we see that it's a stronger Shibut, and therefore when she sells it for, when she sells a Nechse Yisayimim for Mizainas, the weaker Shibut, like we said, the same idea, that the stronger Shibut is not going to go away. And that's what the Havdatzad of the Gemara here to say, that she should be able to uh, grab it again. Another way is that, um, that if you look at from a timing perspective, very similar to the Balchayv, that the Ksuba comes into effect um, at the beginning, at the beginning of the marriage, and again, some, according to the Rishonim, that hold that the Mizainis for Almana, and that is subject to debate, so they would be able to use this answer, saying that the Chi of Mizainis um, comes only afterwards, only, only after the husband died. Yes, it was in there as a Tanai Ksuba, but it only comes into effect afterwards. Again, that's subject to Machlikas um, Rishonim, but if, the, if you go with that Mahalach, then it's very understandable why when she sells her Mizainis, which is the later Shibud, the Iker Ksuba doesn't go away. And then another Mahalach yet is that if we just look at the Iker Ksuba is Daraisa. The fact that Amana gets Mizainis is 
Tanai Ksuba, that's Midor Abonon. So again, we understand that when she sells from a Zainus, the Hainu, her weaker Shebud, we're using the same Mahalak to try to just understand what the Tzad is here, that she'd be, she'd be able to sell and then recollect that when she sells from a Zainus, the weaker Shebud, Midor Abonon, she can go ahead, the, the real Shebud, the Hainu Daraisa doesn't go away, and that's how she can continue collecting it here. But Al Kapanam, we have the Shaila, the woman goes ahead and sells in the from a Zainus, can she go ahead and recollect it for her Ksuba? Do we say, that the fact that she, start, she doesn't have to provide achrayis because achrayis is on the yisaymim when she's selling it, so therefore she can go ahead and, be, and collect it for a ksuba, or do we say that no, anytime you sell something, even if you don't provide achrayis, you automatically provide achrayis for you not being the one to come collect it. So the Gemara says, Amar lei tanisua, responded, we, we learned it. Let's, let's see. Mecheres v'heleches, she can sell, uh, an amana can sell for mezaynes ad subasa. Until the amount, up until the amount of where there has to be enough land remaining for Ksuba, so the amount remaining would then be there to support what she's owed for the Ksuba. Minashar. Shmamina, we see Shayara in that she has to leave over. So she could only sell Mazinus, she has to leave over enough for the Ksuba. So if you if we held that you can go ahead and sell everything and then recollect part for your Ksuba, then why would she have to stop selling once the all that was left in the Nikhsay Yisimin was the amount of her Ksuba? So the Gemara says, Well, no 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 raya hundred percent. Vidilma eats a toiva kamashman. Maybe it's an eitz a toiva. It's just a good idea. Hadrinsa that we shouldn't call her, the non-politically correct term would be called like an Indian giver, meaning she's selling something and taking it back, a reneger, okay, something where she's selling something twice, a swindler, Hadrin also means going back, but the point is that maybe it's just a bad look and it's just an eight sativa. So the says, well, one second, in came listening, goivak suvasa minashar, my samachle, it would have said, yeah, she collects her ksuba from the shah. That's the best way to do it. Well, my samachli, we're saying it needs to be there. And as Rashi says, that is the support of her ksuba. So we see that it needs to be there to support her ksuba. Elamai must be that she can't sell the whole thing and collect some back for the ksuba. That the only way she'll be able to collect her ksuba is if she left something over on the next assignment. But if she sold everything from Mazenis, didn't leave anything over, then she would not be able to collect her ksuba. You can't um, go ahead and recollect something after you yourself were the one that sold it. Now, let's move on. So the Gemara is going to ask a Shaila now that is not specific to Ksuba. But if someone sold something, Zavin, so let's say someone sold something and Rashi says, we know that the reason they were selling it was to buy another field or to go into business. So it's, it was something we knew about. Taisa says that Gila Daitoi, Bishas HaMecher, that he actually has to, has to express it. It's a Megaladas. Okay, but the point is that it was made known to us either way, it's Machlikas Rashi Taisus, but um, that it, was specific, it wasn't just a, a general sale, but there was something about it that told us that this sale was being done for a reason. So then, and it turns out you don't, he doesn't end up needing, he doesn't end up needing these funds. So, hadrizini le hadrizini. Could we say that you can get a refund, you can, re, you can undo this, you can unwind this sale? Because it was specifically earmarked, the funds from the sale were specifically earmarked, he was selling it for a reason, so if that reason went away, maybe, we'll say, that uh, the sale will go back, that he can get a refund, he can unwind the sale. Tashima. So, we from the following. Somebody sold land to Rapapa, that's the Mizban Turi, he needed it to buy a new shar. A new ox. It turns out that he didn't need the ox. 
Papa gave him his land back. So we see that you must be, that you have to issue a refund, you unwind it. If he tells you at the time that you're selling it, or we know at the time he's selling it, he's selling it to use the funds to, to buy something, and then that opportunity goes away, so you have to unwind this. And where it says, no, maybe not. Maybe Rapapa was going with Mishurus Hadin. He was big tzaddik Rapapa, and therefore he was being nice, but he didn't have to. There was a certain spike in prices. Okay, it was a Yoiker Rashi says Yoiker Habavish Arim Pisaim. Okay, an inflationary, uh, transient inflation. Okay, now the Habavin Arda that happened in Arda, Zvaninu, and we'll see what caused it in a moment over here. Zvaninu Kuli Amalab Hadanayu. Everybody sold their houses. Lesayf Asuchiti, and then food ended up showing up. So there was a scare that the food wasn't going to come, and they were reliant on imports, and all of a sudden nothing was coming. So the prices shot up, and they thought. It was done, finished. They, they had their, their shipment was coming and their, their semi-annual shipment was coming and it was gone. So everybody had to go ahead and the prices shot up in the market and they had to sell their houses in order to buy food. And what did Ram Nachman say? That you have to refund the sale. So the Gemara says, well, one second. That's that's a different situation. That's not because... We, we sold it al smach to do X, Y, Z. No, over here it was the Zvini Batais. They sold it. Why? What happened was the ship, certain parts of the water, Rashi explains, uh, overflowed. It grew. It had to go, it had to take a circuitous route had to go all the way around, and therefore they thought the boat had, had sunk and they weren't getting their grain shipment for that uh, period, that quarter, that six months, whatever it was, for an extended period of time. And really it just turns out that it was a little bit delayed. So the Arba Ba'akuli Hava Kaima. So that's why it was considered a toys. It was by mistake. So the Gemara says, that Rami Bar uh, Shmuel said to Rab Nachman, how could you go ahead and unwind the sale? You're going to create problems later. Every time, every time someone sells something, they're going to think that it can, it can get, they can get compelled to refund. They can get forced, forced to unwind the sale. Amar Lei, to which, what did he respond? Are you telling me every single day that you have a spike, spike inflationary uh, situations every single day? It's not Shechich. Amar Lei, yeah, in B'tzurasa ben Ardam, Shechich we do have this. It happens in our all the time. Again, they must have not had their own capability to produce enough grain to feed their citizens. And therefore, um, this would, right? So that was the back and forth. Okay, and we we're trying to say it's Now, the Gemara is going to weigh in on the Shiloh. So we have no riot from there, but the Gemara is going to say, If you go ahead and sell and you don't need the money, so then you would unwind the sale. And that's taka the way the Gemara is passing the halacha. Now, Toysus jumps into here and says there's basically three categories. Uh, when we talk about this, um, that if there was, like we said here, that he was megaladas at the time of the mecher, that he's selling it for a specific purpose, and Taisa says that purpose makes sense. Sound like a person lost his, uh, his, his shar, he needs uh, a shar to, to, to have, you know, to, or he needs to go into business to earn a living, so it would make sense that he would sell it on condition of that. So then we would say that this megaladas, the fact that he maybe didn't make a formal tanai, would be good enough if he just basically told us that, hey, I'm selling this uh, piece of land to, you know, because I need to go into business. So if it turned out that he didn't need to go into business, he won the lottery the next day, so then um, we would say that we could unwind the sale. That's, that's on the one side. 
On the other side, let's say even if the guy was Megaladas, he told us, I'm selling this. And the example Tesis gives is that, let's say he said, I'm selling my clothing so that I can move to Eretz Yisrael. And that, well, you, you wouldn't need to sell your clothing to move to Eretz Yisrael. It wouldn't really make sense. So then that Gile Das is not going to be good enough because the purpose that you're, you're claiming to sell, you're, the purpose as, as you're claiming, the reason of sale is not... Uh, isn't logical. And therefore, Tyson says that in that situation, you would need a formal tenai, what we call tenai kafel, b'nei gadu v'nei ruvein, okay, formal, real hilchas tenayim. And on the other side, okay, the other extreme is, let's say, something that we could, we could allow you to unwind the sale, even if it's something, you weren't megaladas, if it's something that is, is so completely um, known. Meaning, like the example that we gave is in the Gemara we had a couple weeks ago was Shtar Mavrachas, that a woman, she was getting married, she gave, she wrote a, a Shtar and gave everything over to her daughter, okay, when we knew that the only reason she was doing it was to hide the assets, she didn't want her husband to get them. So, even over there, she doesn't even need to be Megaladas, that it's like an Umdana, we know exactly what she was doing. So, these are the three examples of when you can unwind the sale. So, again, a standard sale, if it's logical and he stipulates, okay, tells you why. Um, we're doing it, that's the way Taisa says, then that would be good enough, you wouldn't need to have a formal tonight. For anything else, you would need a formal tonight. And if it's something that's so super obvious, then you don't even need to do Megalodas at all. Now, let's move on to the next Mishnah. So we're discussing here in Amana selling. Amana, Beimena Erisin, Beimena Asuin, Mecheres Shalebi Bezdin. And in Amana, whether she's an Amana, so she's entitled to Mezainas, so she can sell Beimena Erisin, Beimena Asuin, Mecheres. Okay, she can sell outside of Bezin. She doesn't have to go to Bezdin. So what's the difference between Erisin and Nisuin? So Rashi says, that only in Amana from Nisuin, that's the Tanai Bezin, only if they were married and she got Mizainus before, would she continue getting Mizainus after she became an Amana. But if she is an Amana, Mina Erisin, she never got Mizainus, so she wouldn't get Mizainus later. So, and that is the uh, example that we give here. So Tanakama holds it doesn't matter if she's selling Amonaminas, Mina Erisin means she's selling for her ksuba because she doesn't get Mizainus. So Beimina Erisin, whether she's selling for her Iker ksuba, Beimina Nasuin, whether she's selling for Mizainus, Mecheres Lebebezin, she can sell outside of Bezdin. And. We'll have to see why. Rav Shimon Aymer, Min Anasuin, we'll actually explain Rav Shimon in the Mishnah, the Gemara is going to get into the coin to the Tanakama, why Mina Erisin, she doesn't have to sell in Bezdin, she can go ahead and sell it informally. Bezdin is considered a formal sale, goes through proper evaluation, etc. So Rav Shimon Aymer, Min Anasuin, Mecheresh, Lebe Bezdin, only from Nasuin, meaning where she gets Mezainas, then she can sell it outside of Bezdin. Mina Erisin, like Timkar Elba Bezdin, but from Erisin, if she's, if she's an Amana, her husband passed away, while she was only in Arusa, then let him kill the Bezin. Why? Because she doesn't have Mizainus. So she has to sell it in Bezin. Again, so Rashi explains the reason, according to Rav Shimon, why Minan Asuin, she could sell it outside of Bezin, is because she Bezin. Okay, that it's impossible that she's going to sit there and starve while Bezin goes through their bureaucratic process of how to properly evaluate a piece of land and sell it. So in the meantime, she's going to have to wait every time she needs food, and that is too cumbersome, and she's going to sit there starving, okay, waiting for Bezin to go through their process. But Erisin, She'ein Mechirasa, Ksuba, since she's only selling for Ksuba, like Timkar El Bezin, so therefore she has to sell Bezin. So Tanakama holds that it doesn't matter, Erisin or Nisu, and even, point is, even if she is selling for her Iker Ksuba, not just Mezainus, she can sell it outside of Bezin. Shimon says, it depends. If she's selling for Mezainus, then she could sell it outside 
a bezin, she doesn't have to go through a bezin, but if she's an arusa, where she, there, is, there is no mezinus, then she has to go through formal evaluation in bezin. So the Gemara wants to understand. Bishalom and Azuin, so I understand according to the Tanakhama. While we said, Almana, baby neighbor, so I'm Azuin, Mecherish, Lobby Bezin, she's outside of bezin. So I understand Azuin, Bisham Mezaini. From Mezaini, as we said, we're not going to make her starve while she's waiting for bezin to evaluate things. Elamina Aris in my time. Why? Why, when it came, Mina meaning, that's code word the way Rashi explains this, Sukiya, Mina means that she doesn't get Mazinus. She's selling it for her Iker Ksuba. So she's selling it to collect her Ksuba. So my time, why doesn't she have to go through Bezin? So there's going to be two reasons. Machlekes Ula and Rebbech, number Ula Misham China. That the reason we don't make her go to Bezin is because it's a loathsome process. And if the woman thinks that in order to get a Ksuba, she's going to have to go through formal bureaucratic process of Bezdin, she is not, if her husband passes away, she is not going to, uh, she's not going to want to get married. And we've had this idea of Chinah before that we're going to look at what, at the end, if people are going to use that as a deterrent to actually get married, so then the Chamim aren't going to require it. Rav Yechanan says, no, it's a, t- a completely different reason. That a man doesn't want his wife, so therefore he's happy for her to sell outside of Bezin. It's a bizillion to go to Bezin, and the man does not want his wife to be Mavaza by having to go to Bezin. My Benai, what's enough community between these two? If it's either way, right, we're providing a reason where she doesn't want to go to Bezin, or why we wouldn't want her to go to Bezin to collect her Ksuba. It's not about waiting, it's about either Chain or that a person doesn't want his wife to dispose it. The process is a, a process of Bezin. It could be Nayu Grusha. Let's say you're talking about a grusha, that it's based on her. So even if she's a grusha, right? if a woman knows that getting divorced is a possibility, she knows that she has to get divorced from, again, we're talking about Averson over here, she has to get divorced, she's going to have to go to Bezdin, she's going to be reticent to get married in the first place, and that's what we don't want. That it's because of what the Baal wants or doesn't want. So a grusha, he's got no problem. Grusha He doesn't care if his grusha, he divorced her. He doesn't care if she's, uh, if she's in the spas and Bezin. So now, let's try to bring a raya to, we're going to ask actually a kasha on one of these mahalchen. So according to the Tanakama, that to collect her ikrik suva, as the Mishnah explained that mina erisin, she can do it outside of Bezin. Why? Either mishum chen, Okay, that otherwise women won't want to get married, or because the only because ain't other merits should dispose of Bezin, Nafkamina was a Grusha. So the Tanan in the next Mishnah, which is at the bottom of the Yamud, it says the Grusha Le Timkar El Bebezdin, Bishlam the Malafish Ain't other Marsh Dispaza, Ishtai Bebezin. So I understand now it fits fits like a glove. It's beautiful. So Mina Arison, if Mina Arison, if the reason is if the reason is a person doesn't want, the reason why the, the wife to collect her ksuba, even in Arison, where there's no mezainus, she doesn't have to go to Bessin, it's because a man doesn't want his wife to go through the process, to be, she doesn't want it to be tisbaze. so then it makes a lot of sense, grusha le he doesn't care. So that's why grusha, if the whole reason is because we don't, in other words, she's a bezin, so Grusha, where he doesn't care, of course she's going to have to go to collect her ksuba, she's going to have to go to bezin. If it's a question of china, if it's a question of chen, that women will be hesitant to get married because if they're thinking they have to go to Bezdin, Grusha nami bayichain. A Grusha will also need chain, meaning she knows that getting divorced is a possibility and she's not going to want to get married if she thinks that uh, upon divorce she's going to have to go to Bezdin to collect her ksuba. So our answer is Hamani Rameh that the Mishnah is Rav Shimon. The Mishnah, which says that a Grusha has to go to Bezdin, that's completely isolated to the Shittas Rav Shimon, meaning we're discussing the Shittas Rabbanon. Why did Rabbanon hold the Tanakhama? Why did he hold it from an Almana from Arisin? doesn't have to go 
to Bezdin to get her Iker Ksuba is because of Chain. That's Ula's reason. So he says, okay, well, a Grusha would have to go. That's Shita's Rav Shimon. Rav Shimon doesn't, obviously doesn't hold of Chain because Rav Shimon says that an Arusa, Arusa uh, cannot co- collect or raise funds for her Ksuba, sell lands or the assignment for her Iker Ksuba outside of Bezdin. She has to go through Bezdin anyway. So we see clearly in Rav Shimon that it's not an issue of Chain. And therefore, the Seifa is Shita's Rav Shimon. So the Gemara says, well, one second. Hata. So if you're telling me that the later Mishnah, which says that a Grusha can only, can only sell Yusemim's property for her Iker Ksuba in Bezdin, the Reisha already said, it already said, so we see Chain is not an issue. So the Gemara says, so why do I need two? So the Gemara says, that an Amana Mena Erisin, so she never actually got married, and therefore... She There was never a chibas bia. She never went through chuppah. She never went through bia, and therefore it's not going to be such a deterrent for her getting married. So again, we have to, we're going to the mind of what the woman would think. So if, before she gets married, is she thinking that if my husband ends up dying, okay? So we understand min hanesuin, okay? That we understand min hanesuin. So I, I went through, I went through everything, and I'm gonna have to go to court to go in and collect my my ksuba. But min ha'erisin where they never went through chuppah, so it's not, going to, it's not going to be such a deterrent for her to get married if she thinks, okay, on the possibility that my husband dies, and we never actually went through chuppah, we never went through the suin, okay, I, I don't mind if I have to go to Bezdin in that situation. But a grusha who actually went through chuppah, she went through the process, she was already, uh, you know, in, in a way, she was already with her husband, she was already violated, she, you know, completely committed herself to her husband, so maybe in that situation... Maybe in that situation, she's not going to want to get married if she thinks she has to go to Bezdin to collect her ksuba, okay, and therefore maybe only chen. So that's why we need two examples in Rav Shimon that not only is there, uh, will we say, chen um, is not an issue from an arusa, which never went through chuppah, but even as a grusha, Rav Shimon doesn't care about chen at all. So the Gemara says, well, one second, Hanami Tanino, because we had in our Mishnah, we had another example. What did it say at the end? So that's coming to include something. <clears throat> What's that coming to include? Lav, grusha. Doesn't that come to include a grusha? That is a, who doesn't get mezainus? Well, a grusha doesn't get mezainus after her husband dies. So the Gemara says, We're talking about a very specific case. That after, if an amana, not a amana from migureshes, but lasuya migureshes, who normally does get ksuba. So obviously a woman, man divorces his wife, Sorry, who does get mezainus? A man divorces his wife, she's not going to get mezainus. But a migureshes vein and migureshes could have zero. Damar of zero. Kamakov shamar migureshes vein and migureshes. Baal chayv bimezainus. So what's the case of migureshes vein and migureshes? The husband throws his wife again, and it's suffik karav loy, suffik karav la. Okay, we don't know if it was in her rishas, so she is suffik ashesis. She's suffik married. Okay, and therefore, <clears throat> even though they can't be together because it's suffik, but the baal since. She's still tethered to him because we don't know that he gave a get. Would still be required to give mezainus, and therefore, what we're saying is that if, let's say, the husband, they were the husband and wife were in the Suffolk get situation, and then the husband died, so even though he had to provide mezainus throughout their Suffolk get Suffolk grusha situation, grusha veinimigureshes during that time period, but after the husband died, that you know, we're only going to be considered, we're only considering her a wife while they're actually married, but after the husband died, she's not going to get mezainus. We're not going to treat her like a regular almana. Why not? The mistake on the mafkina and the minor, she says. So we're not going to be mafik mana, mama and misafik. 
And therefore, that Rebzeira is saying that, yes, while they're married, she's preventing, he's preventing her from moving on because of the fact that he didn't give her a proper get. It's not a good enough get, so he has to provide Mizenis. But after, after she dies, since it's a suffix, we're not going to go ahead and say that we're going to treat it like a regular almana and she's going to get Mizenis. Now, the problem is Rashi here says that it's Megreshis and Megreshis, if you look, Umina Erisin, that we're talking about Mina Erisin, which is very problematic. Um, and the Marsha points this out for a couple of different reasons. It's very problematic. First of all, uh, no Arusa um, would get Mizenis. So what's the Hava meaning here? That because he gave his Arusa a suffix get, that afterwards we need, we need a Chiddush to tell us that if he dies from Arison is going to be, if she becomes an amana from from this Megreshis and Megreshis Mina Arison case that she wouldn't get Mizinus. What do you mean? Any Arusa doesn't get Mizinus, right? According to the Tanakhama, the only reason you can sell is either because Mishemchena, Mishemchena, or the only reason she can sell is for her Ksuba, Mishemchena, or in other Marshes, but she doesn't get Mizinus. So what's the Hava mean over here that, any, that we're talking about an Arusa that we need to have a separate case to tell us? Megreshis and Megreshis as an Arusa wouldn't get Mizinus after she becomes an Almana. So the Marshall says, because of this, so that's Kash number one. Kash number two is if the whole thing is a Chiddush Reb Zerah, Reb only said that Megreshis gets Mizinus when, when we're talking about um, Minanasuin. He doesn't hold that when it comes to Averson, and therefore um, the Marshall says that this must be a, this must be a mistake. Preparish Rashi, Ta is Ve'irv of Dvarim. Okay, and he says you have to be talking about, that we're talking about a Grusha a, 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 a Grusha Grusha uh, Ve'enimagreshes Minhan Nisuin, not Erisin, not like Rashi says. Those words are a mistake. However, there are some other Rishonim that want to answer that um, either we're talking about an Arusa of Higiyazman Shale Nisis. Okay, that's another way the Mefarshim explained it, that Higiyazman Shale Nisis. So we know in Arusa there is a possibility of getting Mizonis. So if it was an Arusa who had Mizonis while she was married and then she gets divorced, so maybe we would think that maybe we think that she should continue getting Mizonis afterwards. Um, or another way of explaining it is, the first thing bring down is that even from Averson, even though normal Arusa doesn't get it, get Mizinus, but over here, since he prevented her from getting married, this Arusa would get Mizinus because he's holding her back. He's had no intention of moving forward with her, but he gave her a get that wasn't a proper get. And therefore, yeah, normally an Arusa doesn't get Mizinus. We're waiting because they're moving towards the marriage and they're going to wait until it's time for them to get married. But over here, where he's basically just holding her back, there we would be Mechayim Mizinus. And therefore, the Chiddush is that even when this person, for whatever reason, if you want to say it as an Arusa or it's a Grusha, like the Marshall's Girsa is, but Either way, this person gets Mizanus only while the, this woman gets Mizanus only while the husband's alive, but as soon as the husband passes away, they would not get Mizanus. They wouldn't be considered uh, an almana to get Mizanus. Tashma. So now, just like, now we're trying to figure out again, we, we, we said according to the Tanakama, she can sell even Mina Erison, which we said was even for her Iker Ksuba, not just Mizanus, she can sell outside of Bezdin. And we had two reasons, either it's Misham China, because we want, we want an incentive for women to get married, we want them to think that if they become an Amana, that they're going, going to have to go to Bezdin. And, or, or we said the other reason is Adam So we said Tashma, Kishem Shemacheres, Shaloi Bebezdin, just like she can sell outside of Bezdin, she doesn't have to go to the Bezdin. If you say that the reason why we'll allow a woman to sell the possessions of the Yarshim to collect her Iker Ksuba is because, it, because the husband didn't want 
wouldn't have wanted his wife to go to Bezin. It's a bizayin. Just like he didn't want her to have to go to collect the ksuba, so too he didn't want her Yerushim to have to go through bizayin. If it's, if it's about the women themselves not wanting to get married, her Yerushim as males... <laughs> It, that, that's the, this whole thing is only a female problem, Achina, that women won't want to get married if they're going to have to go through Bezdin. But if it's her Yarshim and they're male, so then this, this whole problem goes away of Chain. Yarshem, my Chain Eka. So the Gemara says, Tirgama, Ula, Ula would have to explain that, that this case where we said that her Yarshim, since uh, uh, Ula says it's a Chain issue, this case of Yarshim, what we're talking about, that would be Yarshim Ksuba, also they wouldn't have to go to Bezin, they could sell outside of Bezin for the Ksuba of their mother, who now passed away as well. So So it's either her sister or her daughter, they are the ones that are Yarshim Ksuba, and therefore it's also a female. So again, in any situation where you'd end up with a lady having to go to Bezin, you'd have a chain issue, and therefore we extended it not just to the woman herself, but to her female Yarshim as well, and that's how you have to explain the price according to Ula. Let's move on to the next Mishnah. So, Machra Ksubasa, Imiktsasa. Let's say she's a woman sold her Ksuba. So she's an Amana. Again, we're still talking about an Amana. Amana sold her Ksuba, Imiktsasa, or part of her Ksuba, Mashkin Ksubasa. If she she used her Ksuba as a Mashkin, Imiktsasa, not, okay, so if she, if she used her ksuba as a mashkin, or part of her ksuba as a mashkin. Nasna ksubas lacher, she gave it to somebody else as a gift, or even partially. She can only sell the rest in Bezdin. Okay, and the Gemara is going to say this is Shita Rav Shimon. And our point over here is, this is Rav Shimon Lashitasa, and Rashi says right, over, right at the beginning, Rav Shimon ka'amar la, damar ein meicheres shalabi bezdin el mezaynis. Now, what are we seeing? Vizu, says Rashi, mikivan shegav sa miktsasa ein la mezaynis. Since she impinged her ksuva, she collected part of her ksuva, that's the first case, machar ksubasa ein miktsasa. So once she collected any part of her ksuva, she dipped in her ksuva at all, or she used it in a way where it's committed to somebody else as a mashkan, okay, or she gave it as a gift, so then she loses Mizainis. That's the point where Shimon holds. And since she loses Mizainis, like Rabbi Shimon says, anytime we're not selling for Mizainis, she has to sell in Bezin. She can sell it in four or five pieces. Again, it's a little hidden what the Machlekes is. The Chachamim really mean to say that she continues getting Mizainis until it's completely sold. So we have another Machlekes. It's Lishitase in a way. Another Machlekes, Rabbi Shimon and the Chachamim. Rabbi Shimon holds that once she dipped into or used her ksuba in any way, shape, or form, a, a nasua, she loses mizainis, and the chamam hold that no, until her ksuba is collected in full, she would continue getting mizainis. Umacheres la mizainis, shalabi bezin, and when she sells for mizainis, shalabi bezin, so we're saying that, afilo arba v'chamishapam, umacheres la mizainis, shalabi bezin, v'kaseves la mizainis macharti. Okay, and this we had before, we brought in the previous staff, that, that this isn't really like a when she sells. When she sells, so because it's not a formal process, so we want her to itemize, we want her to say that she sold it for her mezainus, and we explained before that this was only eight satayva. She doesn't have to do this. Remember, we had the Machlekes of Yehuda and of Yesi. She said it's an eight satayva, so people don't think that she's ra- Rav Sanusa, that she is a gluttonous person, that she's eating so much, so therefore it's an eight satayva. Now, final din of the Mishnah, Grushalei Timkar El Bezin. Grusha can only sell in, uh, in Bezdin, and we have two ways of explaining this, depending on if you were Ula or Rav Yechanan, if you held it was a um, Ein Reitzah, Ein Adam Reitzah, Shittas Bezdin, 
that was Rav Yechanan, so then you would say that this makes a lot of sense. Okay, the only reason why in, we'll allow an Arusa, meaning somebody to sell for Iker Ksuba, is because um, it, it, outside of Bezin is because we don't want her to go get through Zizel, but a Grusha we're happy to. Um, if you say that, like Ula said, that the reason over there why Manarusa, which we said meant for Iker Ksuba, she can, she can sell outside of Bezin. So you'd have to say over here, even though Grusha is a woman, so she would be subject to Cain, like we said at the end of the last year, that any woman is, uh, could be a Cain uh, issue, can, we're creating deterrence on getting married. So Grusha, like Timkar, El Bezin, would have to then mean that, um, according to this is Shittas Rib Shimon. Now, Zakta Gemara. So we just want to know money Rib Shimon. So who, money Masisin, Masisin money, sorry. Who is our Mishnah? Rav Shimon, he is Rav Shimon. Detanya, Machar Ksubasa, Mashkan Ksubasa, Asa Ksuba, Paitiki, Laachar. So if she either sold her Ksuba, she used her Ksuba as a Mashkin, or she made an Ksuba, a Paitiki, which is basically that she owed money and she said, you're going to get your money back, paid back from the Ksuba. So she used her Ksuba, Laachar, Ain Lamazan. She no longer has Mazanis. Rav Shimon, Aimer, Afal Pishaloi, Machar, Belay, Mashkan Ksubasa, Ela Machtsisa. Okay, so everybody agrees that if she fully exhausted her using as a paitiki, then she's no longer going to get mizaynis. Rav Shimon holds, even though she that she only used partial, she got partially paid, or she used part of it as a mashkin of the mizaynisah. Okay, she's going to lose it. And that's, the we see from the Gemara here, that's the way the Gemara was understanding the machlekes. It's is a partial payment on the ksuba will it cause uh, the mizaynis of an amana from an asu and will cause the mizaynis to stop. So the Kumara just has a problem with the Shittas of Elamimidur of Shimon Savar, the lawyer Amina Mitzas Kesef, Kikol Kesef. Rabbanon Savri, Amina Mitzas Kesef, Kikol Kesef. So according to Rav Shimon, so you're saying we don't say that a partial payment remaining is like nothing was paid? Meaning, Rav Shimon says that well, we have to look at it. What is a partial payment? There's two ways to look at it. Either what we're saying is we're going to view it for certain halachas as if it was fully paid. That's what Rav Shimon's holding. Any partial payment means fully paid, meaning she's no longer going to get Mizainus. And according to the Rabbanon, that a partial payment is like it wasn't paid at all in regards to Mizainus, that you would only pay, you would only stop Mizainus once the Ksuba was fully paid. So the problem is, is that the Rabbanon Savri Amina Mixes Kesef Kokokasef, and the Rabbanon hold that if you paid, um, if you paid partial amount, then it's like nothing was paid. Mixas kesef is partial was paid. Kikol kesef. It's like all the kesef remaining. So Rishim doesn't hold the rabbanon. Do and The problem is we see it the complete opposite. Titania, we see that we had a similar machlekes in regards to partials. Okay, where in Yavamas, specific to an amana to a kain gadol. So we know the pasuk says Titania, who isha yikach that an amana that a kain gadol has to marry a besula prat lebageres shekalu besula hadiver that we're excluding a begeres that shekalu besulahel divrei meir. Those are mishim machshim begeres. So the problem is like this: a begeres. What is the status of begeres? So she's not a beula. So she has, but she's a, a begeres. She's already too old. So she's not a full besula, but she's essentially like a partial besula. So we see remeir holds that's the shitas chachamim over here, which holds that begeres shekalu besulahel. That even if she is a begeres, meaning partial. If she no longer has full besulim, we're going to consider her no longer a besula. And those are say machshim They say it's okay because as long as she has some besulim, we're going to consider her a besula. So it's the complete opposite of Rashita over here. Let's just line the two cases up. Over here, we're saying that according to Rabshimin, if she has, 
she, if she received partial payment on her ksuba, it's like she got her whole ksuba in regards to pausing the Zainas. And over there, if she, if she was a Bagaris, so she's partial, only partial basula, we're going to consider her a full basula for purposes of marrying a Kangagal. And the Rabbanon said the opposite. So the Gemara says, not really, this is Hassan Bekrai Pligi. Okay, really, no, their shita is as we have it here. Meaning, Rav Shimon holds, once you're no longer basula, once you're no longer a 100% basula, you're not a basula at all. And once you, once your ksuba is not 100% outstanding, meaning you got any sort of payment, you stop mezainus. And that's aligned in their etzim shita. The problem is that there's a limit psukim which tells us to go against the standard way. And that's basically what we're saying. How does that work out? And so remeir savar besula afilomitzas besula. So normal besula means that doesn't have to be 100%. Unless she's a baula, so even a bagaris, that would be the standard. As long as she has any besulam, she would be a besula. Except the pasuk doesn't say besula yikach, it says vihi isha so we have an extra yud there. We have two, actually, uh, drushas. So the besuleha tells us that it has to be something extra. And the way that Rameyer learns it is when we, we're going to be more machmer. So even though the chshita sacham is normally, if she's a partial besula, meaning as long as she's not a buula, so then she's a full besula. But the pasuk here said yud, so we have to be machmer. Therefore, you need 100% besulam over there in that case specifically. It's a drasha. Okay, now, bib sula, so there's two drushas. One is to be machmer. The next one, we go on off, right? We alternate. So if the, according to our mayor, since a standard besula is more makel, that as long as she has mixus besula, she would be a besula, as long as she's not a bula. So besuleha, we were machmer and said, even if she's a partial besula, she's going to be usher to a kain gadol. And then we have bib sula, so that's going to be makel. What is that talking about? That's talking about bit kedarka and shalei bedarka loi. That if, if she had bia shaloi kedarka with someone, she's still that's she's going to still be consulted, uh, called a a besula. Okay, so that's where he's makel. So again, it's machmer makel. Standard sheet of mayor is that partial besula would be good enough. Except here, the psukim changing around. That normal besulam, just like over here. If you want to be called a besula, it's got to be one hundred percent besula. But Garis would not normally be okay. Just like over here, her ksuba is outstanding. It has to be hundred percent outstanding for her to receive mezainas. Okay, bisuleha afilu mixes besulam. It's the riboy pasuk that tells us that in this situation, change it, that even if she's a begera, she has mixes besulam, she'll still be considered a baula, a besula for marrying kind other purposes. And bibsula, so again, since the standard besula is more machmer and ribshimen, that she has to be 100% basula, bageris, no. It was only from the limit of the pasuk, so the limit was actually turned it into being more mekel. So therefore, the second lima that comes in the more machmer, bibsulashe, yiyu kol basula kaimen, that all of her basulim need to be kayam, bein bikadaka, bein shalei Okay, and therefore, so it turns out that bia shalei kadaka would passle her from, passle her, even though we were makel in regards that she can be a bagarish, doesn't need be a 100% basula, but any sort of bia would passle her, would be machmer there, and bia shalei kedarka, even though it doesn't affect her makam basulim, and her status uh, theoretically as a basula uh, physically, but um, that would passle her from a makam So the answer to the Gemara is like, no, Rib Shimon, is, Rib Shimon and the Chacham Mishita are completely 100% aligned, except that over there, by a manalakam we have psukim that tell us to change their shita the other way. Just one quick story. We'll end with how it's a detafsa kais de kaspa biksubasa. So a woman grabbed a silver cup for her ksuba, katava mazaini, 
and then she still wanted mezaynus. So it wasn't, this was not payment in full, but it was payment in partial. And Tesis actually on Paydalit says, well, what's going on in the story? What do you mean? You can't be Tesis metabolizing of the assignment for the ksuba. It has to be mekarkai. We said, bain le ksuba, bain le mezaynus, bain le dunya. It's got to be karka, not metabolizing. So he says over here, the Yerushim were okay with it. That's why it's okay. The point that's really an aga point. That's just a question. It's a technical question over here. But the point is that she grabbed something for Aksuba. So she got partial payment of Aksuba. Asalakamate Rava, right? And now she wanted her, she wanted to continue receiving Mazenis. Asalakamate he told her, you say, Zilu Havala Mazenis, you can give her Mazenis. You have to give her Mazenis. Why? Lest the Hashbal of Shimon, Damalay Amina, makes us Kasuka Kosa. Nobody passes, we don't pass on Shimon. And therefore, we see, so to put this matter to rest, that a partial payment on Aksuba is not. Uh, considered would not stop the mezainus. You have to continue giving her mezainus until the ksuba is paid in full.